Howdy! You're listening to the Disney Parks Wonder Podcast. I'm your host, Emma Albertson, and you're tuning in to episode number 46. Happy New Year, everyone. Let's hope 2021 is bigger and brighter. Now, this episode, I've got some exciting news to share. I've actually got a Disney World trip coming up very, very soon. Now, we did have this plan for quite a while, but we were not sure if it would be able to happen. And so I didn't really want to mention it because I didn't want it to be a letdown if I couldn't go or plans had to change. But we have decided we're going to go full steam ahead with it. We're happy with the precautions that Disney has in place and we are going to go for it. So this episode is going to kind of be a two-parter. This episode I'm going to talk about our plans, what we're hoping to do in our trip. I'm going to tell you a bit about how long we're staying for, where we're staying, general ideas of what we want to do, how we're getting ready for it. And then when we're back, I will upload another episode talking about how it went in comparison to how we planned it. So before we dive into all that good stuff, I want to do my Disney News Bulletin as usual. So first up, As you may or may not know, the Festival of Arts has started in Epcot, something I'm excited to check out as I've never seen it before. So this started on Friday the 8th of January and basically it is a festival inspired by, you guessed it, art. So not only will you be finding amazing food booths with different artistic and creative looking dishes, there'll also be art around the park, there'll be pop-up displays, there'll also be some little shows going on. Of course it's not anything like previous years as it's very toned down because of the pandemic that's still going on but food wise there's lots of cool things to look forward to they've got a brand new booth this year called vibrante y vivido they've also got some fan favorites coming back such as goshiki and they have their sushi donut this year an artist table who have that really impressive large paint palette shaped cookie as well as this Loungefly has released a brand new collection. Christmas is over and now we're looking to Valentine's Day already. This cute Valentine's Day collection is inspired by Mickey and Minnie and their love. You can get some Mickey and Minnie ears where they're kissing. You can get a wallet or a backpack with a really cute Mickey and Minnie design. And there's also a mini bag which has two Mickey Mouse gloves making a heart. So that's really cute as well. You can check that out online and you can probably start buying even though we still got a fair few weeks until Valentine's Day. On the topic of, uh, you know, merchandise, again, Dooney and Bork, I always talk about them because I tend to like their collections. So as I said in a previous episode, they've created this kind of cats and dogs collection of all our favorite Disney dogs and Disney cats. Well, now there is a limited edition magic band to match that dog collection. It is available on Shop Disney and also in Magic Kingdom at Uptown Jewelers. There's only 2,500 of these bands in circulation and you can buy one for $58. The band has all your favorite Disney dogs on it, such as the 101 Dalmatians, Oliver and Company, and there's also a Golden Dooney and Bork band around it. So if you're interested in that, get them while they still have them because I'm sure they will sell out like hotcakes. As of January 1st, park hopping has resumed. There are new rules, but 
you'll be happy to know that you can go to more than one park in one day now. They will be posting the park hopping hours on the app, but as I mentioned before when they first release this information, you will still need to make a park reservation for the first park you plan on going to that day. Last but not least, Disneyland California has confirmed that they are planning to open the Avengers Campus in 2021. It was supposed to open last summer, as we know, but they have said this year is going to be the year. Okay, that's the roundup for this week. Now let's dive into our plans for our upcoming Disney World trip. by talking a little bit about the planning process as typically it goes with Disney. So Disney is very different at the moment, that is no news to everyone. When we planned our first trip for our honeymoon, obviously I really went ham on the planning. I planned almost every minute of every day to make sure that we got to do everything that we really wanted to do. There were fast passes, it was easy to make reservations, things weren't closed, there were shows, there were parades. And this trip is kind of different, but in that sense, I'm kind of looking forward to it. It's a trip where it's going to be a bit more relaxed, it's going to be a bit more not crammed, I guess you could say, and we're just going to kind of take it easy while still trying to prioritize things that we really want to do. So this trip is going to be six nights and basically five full park days and a couple of half days either end. And we've decided as well, which is really exciting, to also go to Universal Studios because we've never ever been. So we're really excited about that too. This time, as opposed to our first trip, we will be staying on property. We got a good deal to stay at Pop Century. So we are going to be checking that out and staying through the duration of our trip. We just booked a standard room with a king bed, a standard view. So we'll see what we are given. But I was really hoping to stay in this resort just because of the Skyliner. I'm so excited to use the Skyliner. We are only going to three of the four Disney parks, I'll explain why later, and um, obviously this resort goes to two of those on the Skyliner, so that's really cool. The Skyliner only takes one group at a time, so that's also nice for distancing. It's quick, efficient, and it frankly looks so much fun, and I've heard you get really nice views of the resort as well, so I'm really excited to do that. Um, other than that, Pop Century was just the cheapest offer. I know that it had been renovated recently, so I also wanted to know I'd have an up-to-date room, so I'm a bit funny about that. And then the food court looked like it had a nice variety, and I just thought, perfect. Disney Express as well. We never used the Disney Express last time, so I'm looking forward to that. It will be a nice process, and I trust Disney's health and safety protocols, so I just thought that was a added safeguard for leaving the airport and getting to our hotel safely. So the duration of our trip, as I said, is about five full days. And as we wanted to do Universal as well, that's why we had to sacrifice one of the parks. So originally we thought we could probably do Universal in one day, but then we found out that in order to do both the Harry Potter areas, you needed to have a 
park ticket to two different parks, so Universal Studios and Islands of Adventure. And furthermore, if you wanted to go on the Hogwarts Express, which we really, really do, you need to have a park to park ticket. So that said, we decided to go for two days at Universal just in case we couldn't fit everything into one day and it wasn't worth rushing. And also we've been to Disney before, so I kind of uh, said to my husband, look, I will sacrifice a day in one of the Disney parks just so we can do something a little bit different. So which park did I sacrifice, you're probably wondering. And this is probably going to be shocking to many of you, but I decided to forego a day in the Magic Kingdom. But hear me out. First of all, for me, if you're a long-term listener, you'll know that I absolutely love Animal Kingdom because of the Avatar Land. So already I couldn't not go to Animal Kingdom because I love Flight of Passage, Navi River Journey so much that I just want to go back. I'd go back just for Satuli Canteen, TBH. So that was already on the table. Then Hollywood Studios, I had to do Hollywood Studios because I'm desperate to ride a Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. And now that I've started watching the Star Wars films, I'm also very excited to try Rise of Resistance. So hopefully I can nab a ticket for that, but we'll get onto that later. And then the third park, I went for Epcot. It's the Festival of the Arts. I've never been to the Festival of the Arts before. So I really wanted to go to that. And then, where I kind of drew the line with Magic Kingdom is that Magic Kingdom is quite similar to Disneyland Park in Paris and the Disneyland Park in Tokyo. So I've been to those parks a couple of times at least, Paris several more, and a lot of the rides that are in Magic Kingdom are in both those parks. So I felt like I'd been on those rides more than I'd been on the others. Epcot and Animal Kingdom are so unique to Disney World that I thought I just have to go to those. The castle, of course, I'm gonna miss, but I've done a lot of those attractions before and there's no fireworks and shows, which is a big draw for me to Magic Kingdom. So I thought we'll sacrifice that one and go to the unique parks in Disney World. So that's a bit of a brief explanation. So the layout of our trip is going to be the first day we arrive, the second day will be Animal Kingdom, the third and fourth days will be Universal Studios, the fourth day will be lost now the fourth day will be Hollywood Studios and the fifth day will be Epcot so let's talk a little bit about what we hope to do in each of the parks as I said we're trying to just prioritize our main focuses in each park and anything else is a bonus although I have been kind of monitoring park times and things like that and um, attraction wait list so I can see how long you have to wait for attractions and it has been kind of petering out now now Christmas is over so that's very exciting for me and obviously we matched our days with the parks that had the longest park hours and the ones that were less busy using a crowd calendar always have to use those crowd calendars so Animal Kingdom our plans for now well our loose plans is that we want to mobile order at Satuli Canteen for lunch or dinner and then the other meal we will either do Nomad Lounge because we love that or Yak and Yeti local cafes because that one we haven't tried and we think it looks kind of nice nice options we're not going to do any sit down dining reservations in Animal Kingdom because I think that quick service in Animal Kingdom is really really great and also obviously the priorities are Navi River Journey, Flight of Passage, 
Dinosaur, Expedition Everest and the Safari. So I'm hoping we'll be able to get all of those done pretty easily and get a lot of bonus rides in as well. Hollywood Studios, of course, the biggest thing for me is Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. I want to ride that so much, so that's number one for me. And then also Rise of the Resistance, if I can get that boarding group. Now this is where we have some flexibility. If we can't get the boarding group and there's still availability in Epcot, we're probably gonna try and flip our Epcot on Hollywood Studios day, so it will have two chances just in case it doesn't work out the first day. So that's um, the idea there. But obviously, as well as those, I still want to do the Toy Story Land attractions. Um, we never did Alien Swirling Sources, so I'd like to try and do that if we have time. Um, Tower of Terror, Rock and Roller Coaster, basically all the headlining rides are in Hollywood Studios at the moment. So whatever we can get done there is just an added bonus. Food wise, we really want to go to Docking Bay 7 because they also have mobile order and now I've started getting to Star Wars I'm interested to kind of explore that area a bit more because on our honeymoon really was not a priority for me I didn't really care but now I'm more into it I'm thinking I'd also like to try the blue or green milk as well and then for the second meal we're thinking ABC commissary because they've got a really wide range of food there and it's also mobile ordering also, they have a watermelon margarita on the menu, which sounds great. As for Epcot, again, just whatever we can get done. Obviously, soaring for me is a big priority and test track, frozen ever after if we can. Food-wise, we want to go to Epcot Japan Pavilion because I don't know if you heard my other podcast when I spoke about our honeymoon trip and where we ate, but we didn't have the best experience at Katsura Grill. We couldn't get food there in the end. And so I really do want to try eating there because the menu looks great. So that's a big priority for us and we love Japanese food. Then for our second meal, we're probably gonna do Mexican pavilion because we love Mexican food. And we might just get a few snacks here and there at the Festival of the Arts booths. I also want to make it a priority to go to Les Artisans des Glaces. Didn't get to have what I wanted last time we went, so this time I'm really gonna try and get that. And then just any shopping, photos and stuff in the World Showcase would be a bonus. So that's the plan for that. Now the Universal Studios days, I've never really been, so I'm just, whatever we can do is going to be uh, amazing. There's a few priorities for us, obviously all the Harry Potter things we want to do. I'm really looking forward to the, trying the attractions because I've heard they're so amazing. I also really want to try a butter beer. Me and my husband are also a big fan of The Simpsons, so we're looking forward to kind of going to Springfield, trying that ride, going to Moe's Tavern, getting the Flaming Moe, and then also I love chicken and waffles, I've mentioned that before, and Cletus has a chicken shack, and I'm hoping to get that chicken and waffle sandwich from over there. And then we're probably gonna have a couple of meals at the Universal City Walk, just because opening hours aren't that long, and it's typically five or 6 p.m., so we want to kind of enjoy the park to the max and then eat afterwards. We will probably take an Uber or a Lyft from our Disney Resort to Universal Studios, but I've never done that before. Don't know how it will be, where they take you, where they drop you off. So that will all be a learning experience and I will talk about that when I'm back.
Now for the days kind of when we arrive and when we leave, we have a couple of advanced dining reservations, the only dining reservations that we actually have. So the day we arrive, we get there kind of early in the afternoon. We're hoping to go over to Disney Springs, do a bit of shopping, um, grab some afternoon snacks from some of the food carts and food stands. They've got a few over there. I really would like to try the Yesake one, which is Japanese, because again, love Japanese food. But we've got um, a reservation that night at Jaleo, which is a Spanish restaurant. My husband is Spanish. We lived in Spain for two years. We really miss authentic Spanish food. And so we're really excited to try this place and I'm hoping that I won't be disappointed. We really wanted to kick off the holiday with a nice fancy swanky meal and I think we're gonna find it here. Then after that, we're just gonna relax. Now our final day before we leave, we've got a kind of late afternoon flight. We made a lunch reservation at the Whispering Canyon Cafe over at the Wilderness Lodge and very excited for that as well because you can get the bison burgers we did eat there last time but my husband loved the burger so much i really did too so we thought let's just do it end our holiday with a bang and with a meal we know we're both going to really enjoy and will fill us up for the journey home so as you can see it's kind of loose plans we've got our priorities got a couple of ideas for food but other than that we're just going to kind of play it by ear which is the best way to do it when disney is how it is surprisingly we didn't find ourselves too disappointed that there wasn't going to be entertainment as such like fireworks and stuff like that because we saw them last time and yes of course i really really enjoyed them but in a way it loses that pressure of having to stay in the park all day until it closes it also erases that huge crowd trying to leave the park at the end of the day and I almost think that it might make it a little bit more relaxed I've heard that typically now the last hour or so before closing are kind of more empty so I think our strategy is going to be to go a little bit later to avoid the morning opening hour rush and then stay as late as possible you know but if we get everything done and we feel satisfied then we will leave earlier that's the beauty of this it's going to be a lot more relaxed and we won't feel like everything has to be go 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 so there you have it in a nutshell what we are planning to do we will be flying down there to be honest that's my biggest kind of i wouldn't say i'm nervous but it just makes me slightly on edge to see how it will be i haven't flown since um, the pandemic i visited my family just before it hit so i flew back from london right on the cusp of everything being locked down but i haven't been anywhere since then but i'm hoping it will be a relatively relaxed experience my husband works at the checkpoint in the airport anyway so he's used to all that situation he's been there throughout the pandemic and seen how it works and the flight's relatively short as well it's like two hours or less so I am just gonna grin and bear it and then 
enjoy Disney because I do feel very confident in what they've put in place, the protocols, the safety measures that everyone's complying to, the mask rules, the distancing, the way they are cleaning the rides and the attractions and everything like that. So I think it's going to be really great. Of course, I've still got my handy hand sanitizer and I've got disinfectant wipes. We've also got loads of masks because I heard that you should always bring a bunch of extras. So we bought a 50 pack with us. Um, we'll be taking down so we will never run out. But aside from that, that's all I can really say for now. But tune in in the next couple of weeks to hear the report of how it goes. Hopefully it will be mostly good, if not all good. And I'm really excited to let you know and share this trip with you. Our first glance back into Disney since this crazy pandemic began. I hope you enjoyed hearing some of the plans for our trip. And when we're back, I will be, of course, as I mentioned, posting a episode all about how the trip went, tips, tricks, ideas, up-to-date information, and all that good stuff. So stay tuned. Now let's finish up with my Disney fact of the day. Did you know that the characters in Disney's Inside Out have shapes and forms inspired by the forms of items associated with their emotion? For example, sadness resembles the shape of a teardrop, Disgust resembles the shape of a piece of broccoli, although I don't know why because I personally love broccoli. And Joy has the shape of a star, more or less. Next time you watch the film, see if you notice. That sums up today's episode. I hope you have enjoyed listening. If you want to help out the channel, help me grow even more in 2021, please follow, subscribe, and leave a rating and a review. The easiest way to do this is on Apple Podcasts. Now, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. I will be back next week with some Disney Park content with real insight from the parks. Until then, stay curious. Stay curious.